Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In the name of Allah, the gracious, the most merciful. The concept of reform or aslah is one which is mentioned more than 200 times explicitly throughout the glorious Quran. The true message of the Quran in its entirety is built around reform. Every single prophet and messenger sent by the Almighty God came to bring reform and to lead the nations towards positive change. However, what we've learned from history is that reform isn't something easy to achieve. Prophets were killed, wars were waged, lands were invaded, houses of worship were destroyed. People were killed and crucified trying to create reform. So why is it that we resist reform so much? And why is it that reformists are willing to get killed, burned, and crucified for their cause? We cannot fully appreciate the notion of reform unless we look into the life and legacy of our master, the commander of the faithful, Amir al-Mu'mineen Ali alayhi salam. The messenger of Allah, our beloved, and the beloved of Allah tells us, if you want to remain with haqq, if you wish to be on the side of the truth, Aliyun ma'al haqq wal ma'a Ali. Let Ali guide you. Let Ali illuminate your path. In a famous tradition, the Prophet tells Ammar, if the entire world takes a path and Ali takes another path, follow the path of Ali. Thus, let us ask Imam Ali, let us ask him what is not considered true reform, what is not considered the right path to rejuvenate our community. The response comes from the legacy of Ali telling us, number one, reform will not be achieved by constantly trying to please the wealthy. Number two, reform will never come through creating a new version of the religion most convenient for those who aren't willing to make Allah a priority in their lives. So then we ask our master, our dear Imam, what is true reform? His legacy tells us, number one, Imam Ali looked after the weak, showed kindness to the oppressed, listened to the people. He was fair, he was generous, he was kind. He didn't look for power, but when it came to his doorsteps, his aim was aslah, his aim was reform. Number two, throughout his noble life, he had one thing in mind only, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. With that said, Brothers and sisters, let me quickly put things in perspective for everyone in terms of our current situation today. Muslims, and especially the followers of the Ahlul Bayt living in the West, we need reform and we need it yesterday. Let us not sit there complaining about our situation if we have not done anything to change it. Let us end the blame game. Change will only come if all of us get involved, every single one of us. And in spirit of Imam Ali's blessed name, I urge you, I beg you, let us aim to bring the following change, the following aslah within our community in 2021. Number one, no more prejudice, no more discrimination, 
No more running an Islamic center based on culture. If you wish to have cultural centers, then give them their appropriate titles. If they are Islamic and houses belonging to God, then know that the Messenger of Allah stated in his very last sermon, لا فضل لعربي على أعجمي إلا بالتقوى No more divisions. No more divisions based on ethnicity and cultural differences. Number two, we must make room for the future leaders, the youth. We must allow them to lead. Yes, they will make mistakes, but so will you. This way, we ensure a bright future for the religion of Islam in the West. Number three, get involved with interfaith. Open up your doors, your masjids, your Islamic centers, and even your homes to non-Muslims, and introduce them to the Quran and the teachings of Muhammad wa Ali Muhammad alayhim salati wassalam. Number four, give importance to mental health. Do not ignore those who are suffering from anxiety and depression. Consider people in the community your own children, your brothers and sisters. Number five, find a reason to bring the community closer. Do not listen to those who are trying to create division amongst us. And now, here's the fun part. I would like to thank our partners, Ahl al-Bayt TV, under the leadership of my brother, Sayyid Mahdi al-Mudarrasi, for airing this entire event to more than 98 countries around the world. I would like to thank the Universal Muslim Association of America, Ummah, for their many years of dedication and service. I would like to especially thank the Baron Hotel in the holy city of Karbala for graciously sponsoring this event. And let me show my appreciation to the 35 esteemed organizations whom we had the pleasure and the privilege of collaborating with. I would like to thank our distinguished guests and panelists, especially Congressman Al Green for his beautiful remarks yesterday. Tonight's keynote address by His Excellency, Brother Sada Qambar, this humble and kind man who always speaks from the heart. Both our keynote speakers and panelists are personal friends with my dear brother and personal friend, Mr. Lutfi Hassan. Mr. Hassan is a man who tirelessly worked for the empowerment of our community for more than two decades. I would like to thank those who did not come up on your screen, those who weren't mentioned or recognized, but put in more than 16 hours a day at times just to make this dream turn into a reality. I cannot thank you enough for all your dedication and service. And finally, I am always ever thankful and grateful to Allah Azza wa Jal, the Almighty, who gave us the strength to keep going despite the odds. Please do forgive us for any shortcomings. We did try our best. I hope you have enjoyed this two-day conference. And I hope to see you all in person next year. Thank you all for your support. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.